Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. Korean culture has become incredibly popular, influential, and widespread over the last few years. The movie Parasite has won Oscars. The Squid Game is Netflix's biggest show, and BTS and Blackpink are the biggest music acts around the world. How did this happen? Let's talk about the Korean wave on this episode of Thinking in English. But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description. It's full of great vocabulary content. And definitely take a look at my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all transcripts and some extra bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To revolve around. To revolve around. To have someone or something as the main or most important interest or subject. For example, his whole life revolves around football. Catchy, catchy, especially when talking about a tune or a song, uh, catchy means pleasing and easy to remember. For instance, that song has really catchy lyrics. To top, to top, to be the most important, the most, most successful. For example, the song topped the charts for five weeks. To ripple. To ripple. To move in small waves. As in, the breeze ripples the water. Niche. Niche. If something is niche, it is interesting to aim at or affecting only a small number of people. As in, MMA is not a niche sport anymore. Budget. Budget. The amount of money you have available to spend. For example, his department has an annual budget of $20 million. To address. To address. To speak or write to someone. For example, he addressed the audience directly. Favorable. Favorable. Showing that you like or approve someone or something. For instance, we have had a favorable response to the plan so far. To suppress. To suppress. To end something by force or keep something secret. For instance, the dictator suppressed his opposition. Last week, I finished watching Netflix's ridiculously popular TV drama, Squid Game. An incredibly violent show revolving around a group of desperate men and women 
competing for riches and wealth in a series of challenges inspired by a traditional children's game. To say that Squid Game is popular is an understatement. It is the most popular Netflix show ever. It has helped Netflix massively increase its audience and membership around the world and has reportedly already made Netflix nearly a billion dollars. As millions of people around the world watch the TV show, they are also listening to Korean language, learning about Korean culture, and experiencing the Korean wave. The Korean wave, also known as Hallyu, is the term used to describe the growing popularity of South Korea's culture. From TV dramas like Squid Game, to music, food, online games, uh, movies, you have probably noticed that Korean culture is everywhere at the moment. Growing up in the English countryside, I knew absolutely nothing about Korea. Of course, in my hometown, not everything was British. You know, there were European and American culture everywhere in the UK. Um, due to my country's colonial history, African and South Asian culture was also highly visible in food, music, TV and other things. There were also Chinese restaurants and uh, Japanese animations on TV every morning. But I cannot remember any type of Korean culture. In fact, I'm pretty sure the only time I ever thought about Korea as a child was due to Manchester United's incredibly popular football player, Park Ji-sung. However, I do remember the first ever Korean song I heard. It is quite likely also the first ever Korean song you all heard too. Sai's Gangnam Style, a catchy pop song released in 2012, topped the music charts in over 30 different countries, broke the record for the most liked YouTube video ever, and was the first ever YouTube video to reach 1 billion views. In the years since Gangnam Style went viral, Korean culture has somehow become one of the world's most influential exports. K-pop, Korea's own unique brand of pop music, has attracted millions of dedicated fans, with acts like BTS and Blackpink likely being the world's most popular bands. The Korean movie Parasite won four Oscars, including becoming the first ever non-English language film to win the Academy Award for Best Picture, basically the Best Movie Award. Korean TV dramas are regularly watched throughout Asia and even in the West, and it is even possible to purchase Korean instant noodles and kimchi in the supermarket in my hometown, which is amazing considering I remember a time when it was difficult to find anything international. For me, the biggest sign of Korea's massive cultural influence came a few weeks ago, when the Oxford English Dictionary added 26 Korean words. They added 26 Korean words to the English language. Among the 26 words include terms for Korean food, like bulgogi, so grilled marinated meat, 
and words with a popular culture origin, such as K-drama, so Korean TV shows, and mukbang, a video of people eating a large quantity of food and talking to the audience at the same time. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, adding these 26 words was a recognition of how the language we speak is changing. They described the increasing use of Korean words in the UK as a wave rippling on the sea of English words. How did this happen? How did Korean culture become so widespread, influential and powerful? It might be surprising to some of you, but it wasn't an accident. It was carefully planned. There is a reason, or I guess a set of reasons and factors, that explain why BTS, Parasite and Squid Game have been able to take over the world. And that reason is probably politics. Starting in the 1990s, the Korean government has made a deliberate effort to help Korean pop culture spread around the world. They followed in the footsteps of Japan, which had international success with anime, manga and J-pop. However, Japan's culture never became truly mainstream in other countries and has remained a niche interest over the past 30 years. Korean pop culture, on the other hand, has now become so successful. Perhaps this is because, while it is certainly very Korean, the themes and ideas in Korean pop culture can be related to by everyone around the world. For example, while the characters in Squid Game may speak Korean, eat Korean food, and play Korean games. The themes of financial struggle, poverty, and love are easy for everyone to understand. Within the Korean government's Ministry of Culture is the Popular Culture Industry Division, which uses its 5 billion US dollar budget to spread pop music, fashion, entertainment, comic books, cartoons and products around the world. They have set up cultural centres across Asia and carefully watch how other Asian countries in particular respond to different trends. The Korean government invests in cultural projects and has tried to make Korea a more attractive place for tourists to visit. Korea has also benefited from the globalised and digital world. Twitter, Netflix, YouTube, Spotify, TikTok and much more have allowed people to discover Korean culture and to form communities and groups of fans around the world. To illustrate the massive presence of Korean culture fans online, there were 7.5 billion tweets about K-pop on Twitter between June 2020 and July 2021. 7.5 billion tweets. Brands have also been quick to notice the popularity of Korean culture and have used it, often very successfully. Earlier this year, McDonald's USA released a BTS-themed meal, which trended internationally on Twitter. And last year, a Thai bank used K-pop girl group 
Blackpink in their campaign and had 500,000 new accounts opened in only four weeks. Boy band BTS have even found themselves addressing the United Nations to promote vaccination and sustainable development. Why has the Korean government encouraged the Korean wave? Most people argue the reason is soft power. I actually talked about soft power in an episode about Saudi Arabia uh, buying Newcastle Football Club a few weeks ago, but I'll briefly explain it again here. In simple terms, many people argue that the Korean government believes cultural appeal will transform into political power. Joseph Nye, a political scientist working at Harvard University, popularized the term soft power to describe the use of culture as a way of gaining international power and influence. For example, uh, with the US government's help, American products like Coca-Cola, Levi jeans and Hollywood movies are all around the world and help produce a cool image of the country. In fact, Japan's Cool Japan and the UK's Cool Britannia were government policies clearly aiming at making the countries more powerful through soft power. Perhaps the Korean government is hoping that the spread of Korean culture around the world will not simply be economically beneficial, but also have real political consequences. Perhaps they want to improve Korea's international image, encourage millions around the world to have a more favourable opinion about the country, and position Korea as an important and key world power. However, how successful can soft power really be? Especially when the most popular Korean media, like the movie Parasite and Netflix's Squid Game, do not present Korea positively. They draw attention to massive social problems and inequality that surely the Korean government doesn't want to spread. Despite this, I think some interesting evidence of the power of Korean culture comes not from the countries which embrace it, like the UK, but from the countries that try to suppress or ban the Korean wave. North Korea, despite welcoming K-pop stars a few years ago, has recently tightened rules about South Korean music and fashion, as they believe it is contributing to social problems. China has recently cracked down on Korean games, the largest aspect of the K-wave. The fact that other countries are worried about the influence of South Korean culture could be evidence that they do have soft power. So here is today's final thought. On today's episode of Thinking in English, I talked about the development and growth of Korean popular culture around the world. The Korean wave has well and truly changed global culture, and it is not likely to stop anytime soon. From music to movies and games, Korea is quickly becoming one of the most important centers. I try to show how this is connected to a political desire for greater power and influence. Are you a fan of Korean culture? Why do you think Korean culture is so popular right now.
do you think that cultural popularity can become real political power? Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review or rating, recommend it to your friends, or let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Thinking in English Podcast. The link should be in the description. Uh, and make sure you check out the Thinking in English blog. I love hearing from listeners, and I really appreciate all of the messages I have received over the past few months. Feel free to send me a message or I don't know, give me some advice or recommend a topic. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.